I'm, I'm so happy. I feel like, you know, that's exactly what I want to convey through, you know, my son's life, through our family, through Rare Mamas. On Raising Rare, we are bringing you the story of a young father whose son has an ultra-rare disorder known as Sedegatian type spondial metaphysial dysplasia, or SSMD. My name is Kevin Fryert. Each episode, we will find out what is going on in the life of Sanath and his son, Raghav. We will talk about Raghav's growth and development, ongoing and upcoming research, and the challenges and adventures that raising a child with a nearly unknown condition brings. Come join us to hear the story unfold. Today on Raising Rare, we are talking to Nikki McIntosh. Our regular listeners may recognize Nikki from the Global Genes Rare Together Watch Together Film Festival that Sonneth and I hosted back in September. Nikki's son, Miles, has spinal muscular atrophy, or SMA, and their story was featured in one of the films. Nikki has recently started a new effort called Rare Mamas, where she is seeking to provide a place of resources and support for mothers whose child is diagnosed with a rare disease. We thought today, we're just going to let two mamas talk for most of the time. But before we get started, Ramya, how's Raghav doing after his recent surgery? Uh, Raghav is doing great. Uh, it's been about a little over two weeks since, uh, you know, his surgery was done. And we went yesterday to activate his cochlear implant. That's what the surgery was for. So we now have the device with us and all we're trying now is to keep it on his head because he wants to just take it off. He's rubbing his head against his chair, doing everything that he can to get it off. So we have a band on trying to keep it there all the time. And then the next step is to give him consistent access to sound and, you know, make that as a learning environment for him. So I'm, I'm very, very excited for what's to come. Has the implant been turned on yet? It was yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. Wow. And what was the reaction? You know, I made sure everyone in the family did not have any expectations because knowing Raga, we know he's not a person who's going to react right away like the videos that you see in YouTube, right? So just as I expected, he did not react anything the first time he had that input. Having said that, after we came home and he watched his favorite cartoon show and other things, he became uncomfortable. He wasn't enjoying it. That was new input to him. So he was really uncomfortable and he tired out in just 15, 20 minutes of, you know, the noise or, or the we were told that it will be noise to him, the sound that comes into him. So now the next few weeks is about training him to understand that sound and enjoy it and all that fun stuff. But, but I'm very excited. This is just a wonderful thing and it's big news. Nikki, we met on the Rare Together Watch Together and I mentioned in your introduction that one, your, your son has SMA. So could you tell us a little bit about him and then tell us a little bit about what Rare Mamas is? Sure. Thank you. It's so nice to be with you all again. My son, Miles, is eight years old and at about 18 months old, he was diagnosed with a rare degenerative neuromuscular disease called spinal muscular atrophy or SMA for short. SMA over time can rob people of their ability to talk, eat, and even breathe. It's the number one cause of genetic death in infants under age two. 
when we received the diagnosis, obviously it was very overwhelming. And after a while, we realized we needed, we really wanted to do something towards trying to fight the disease. So we got Miles involved in a clinical trial on a drug treatment that was showing some promise. And it went on to be the first ever approved treatment for SMA. And that was approved almost coming up on four years ago. So today, Miles is eight, and he is is doing very well. He's a third grader. He has many friends. And I think the whole goal initially of the drug was, was they were hoping it would stop the progression of the disease. And it actually went on to give him back some of his strength. And so we've seen continual strength improvements over time. I think that nobody, nobody expected um, and to us, it has just been absolutely amazing. Now, uh, though Miles uses a wheelchair as his primary mode of mobility, he is able with the use of leg braces and a walker to ambulate and take steps for not a long distance, but for him, it's quite significant for you know, where he started to where he is now. So it's been, it's been quite a journey. Wow, that's, that's amazing. That's that gives me so much hope. I think that's the word. I'm sure, you know, Miles and your family is still going through a lot. It's not going to be an easy journey, but but just the fact that you're seeing improvements, it brings so much hope to me. I'm, I'm so happy. I feel like, you know, that's exactly what I want to convey through, you know, my son's life, through our family, through Rare Mamas. Is, is that hope because, you know, so many of us um, that receive a rare diagnosis for our children, we're given these scary statistics, we're, we're given these unimaginable possibilities, these life-threatening illnesses. While we have to be grounded in realities and we have to understand the statistics and the facts, we really do have to leave room for hope because things are changing and evolving all the time. And I feel like it's that hope that that helps us make change, that marches us forward. And, and I know that, Ramya, your, you and Sana's you know, story is, is so much about that hope. And it's, it's just such a common, it's our common experience as rare parents to receive these, these diagnoses that seem so um, certain, but yet I think we can all get involved and make change. And then the outcomes are, are possibly different. I feel like hope for us has been such a vital part of this journey. Absolutely. I think all rare disease families, they get a point in their journey where, you know, they have two paths to take. They can either be hopeful and be positive or they can just cry. So there, people always face that crossroads and you need to make that decision. So yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I remember distinctly coming to that point. It's so clear in my mind. You know, there was such a dark period where uh, waking up and, and, and remembering my child had a rare disease and just feeling lost. And then after so much of that, there was like, I remember a clear, distinct point that it was, we have to make a decision how we're going to handle this, you know, even though it's overwhelming and scary and, you know, the statistics and the facts are telling us that maybe we shouldn't be hopeful. I, I want to be hopeful because I don't like the alternative. I don't want to live in a dark place. And I still have my son and my other son who are waking up every day with smiles on their face. And so, you know, for their the sake of, of their life and their well-being and, and my own and our families, I felt like hope was, was, the, was the better choice. And it, it seems like, yeah, um, it's common for all of us parents to kind of 
see those, those two paths. And um, I see so many resilient families taking the path of hope. You know, that brings up uh, a thought in my mind. So for first time, when we got our diagnosis for the very first time, right, we were super disoriented. We didn't know what to do. And then I vividly remember this night where Sanat and I spoke this exact same, had this exact same conversation saying, do we sit and cry or do we try and be positive and do something about it? So we already discussed how, you know, how hope is one thing that can take our families forward and give us better tomorrows. What other advice would you give to first-time moms and first-time parents there with a rare disease kid? The first thing I would, I would talk to um, other parents about is, is, is the mindset, you know, how to approach this journey, the mindset that we need to approach this journey because, you know, we're thrown into these, um, to these rare lives and we're, there's no guidebook on, on how, to, how to walk this road, how to live this life. But really, I think it starts with our mindset. And I think, you know, there's two things that we need. We need to have a courage mindset and a growth mindset. It's because we're given a diagnosis and the often immediate reaction is sadness and fear. Fear for, you know, the diagnosis, the facts and figures we've learned about it. Fear for the unknowns about how things are going to unfold and fear for the future. There's so much fear that comes with this. And that fear can immobilize us. That fear can stop us in our tracks. What we need to really do, I think, is to take all that sadness, take all that angst, that anxiety, the confusion. And it, it obviously needs to go someplace. It needs to come out in some place. And if we're, if we're not mindful, it can lead us down paths of despair. It can make us take up unhealthy vices what we can do is we can take it all and put it into action. That's where the place that we can put it. We can put it towards moving the needle forward for our kids. And so that requires courage. And we might not have that courage right away. We're just going to have to take that action despite our fears. And what's going to happen is if we do that, we start taking action. The courage is going to start coming. It's like a muscle that we're exercising. And every action we take is going to help us feel a little bit stronger. And everything we do we're going to realize, okay, it was scary, but I did it. And then I'll be able to do it again. And by doing those things, we are, we're, we're doing something positive with all that sadness, fear, we're putting it to action for our child and taking care of them and helping them. And that's really crucial. And it's really, you know, so much of this is a loss of control, but it's a way to take that control back. It's a way to do something positive and forward by being courageous and kind of taking action. And then the next place I think, you know, we really need to kind of wrap our mindset around is being open to a growth mindset. We're faced with so many things that we don't understand. The science behind our child's disease, the genetics, the, you know, best care practices. We don't inherently know these things, but we have to believe that we can learn them. Though they're, they're quite oftentimes, you know, very maybe over our heads, we have to believe that with time, and with a little, you know, research and hard work, we're going to be able to understand our child's disease and best care practices and how to help them. So I think that's the first place I would, I would direct parents newly diagnosed is to really change your mindset um, from fear to action, courage, and believe that you can grow and learn what you're going to need to learn to help your child's disease. And I know that you, Ramya and Sanath are such perfect examples of that of what you've done so in such a short amount of time for your son and how you've made so much change for him. Um, you're perfect examples of that 
overcoming fear and pushing forward and growing and learning. And you put so many things into place. And um, I'm sure that you're changing the course of this disease. And that's that's what can be done with a little with a little courage and, and then that mindset to, to move forward. I'm just really encouraged by what you've done. It, it really pretty blows my mind, actually. Uh, thank you. Yeah, we, we try and do our best. And as you said, there are good and bad days. There are days when we wake up and we're like, we're going to do everything that we can to move this a step forward today. And there are days when we get up and like, what are we doing? Are we doing the right thing? Was cochlear implant the right choice for Raga? All these questions come up, but you kind of just overall, I think we just have to find the strength to keep moving forward because no one else is going to do that for us. And I was thinking about when you were talking about the cochlear implants, I was thinking, oh, I was feeling for you as a, as a mom, because I know that you probably made this, this hard decision um, of moving forward with doing that because it's the right decision for your son. But I was also thinking about what that means. That meant you had to go through a surgery with your son. And now you're talking about, you know, having to get him used to wearing them and just the day in and day out of you make this hard decision because it's the right thing to do, but it, you know, what that really means in your home is it's just, it, there's, it requires so much strength and, and I'm sure you're going through so much. I've, I've done the same thing with my son and made hard decisions and though they were the right decisions, actually doing them and what that, what that entails is, is really difficult. <laughs> and they're, they're too young and you can't explain to them, you know, this is, this is in their best interest and you're trying to help them. And as a mom, you see them struggling and it's really hard, but you know, it's the right thing. So I was just feeling for you as you were telling me about in all and now the excitement of what that could offer and bring him. It's still such a hard thing to go through. We hope you enjoyed hearing Nikki McIntosh's story about her son, Miles, and listening in on two mamas talking about how they approach the challenges of raising their child with a rare disorder. Sharing these stories can provide support and relief. Passing along lessons helps new mamas learn and also helps experienced mamas give back. In our next episode, Ramya and Nikki will continue their discussion and we will hear how Nikki is creating Rare Mamas, a safe place for mothers to learn, share, and help each other go from distress to prowess. Raising Rare is produced by Salem Oaks empowering patients and caregivers to shape the future of medicine. CureGPX4.org is dedicated to finding a treatment and cure for SSMD. You can donate to CureGPX4 on the Raising Rare podcast page or at CureGPX4.org. You can continue to follow Raga's story next time on Raising Rare. (laughs) 